pressure on uh, the, the people who are engaged in it and have these ripple effects that we just talked about. That's the first thing. And then generate the kind of discussion internally uh, where they want to get out from under that pressure. And that is the process by which we do uh, obtain leverage. And I think that we are already obtaining leverage in the, in the case of Iran. Now, in the end, you'd have to admit that there's a certain uh, uncertainty here. I mean, there, there is a decision that their leaders will have to make. But what we are doing is making a very stark choice uh, presenting them with a very stark choice. They can either uh, proceed down the path that President Obama and the other allies have offered, which is one that offers integration and commercial, commercial and political integration back with the international community, predicated on them living up to their international obligations, or they can continue down this path of increasing isolation and hardship. And the more stark we make the choice, the better chance we have of achieving the leverage we need. Does the argument have merit that you are playing into their hands in part? Uh, they will use this uh, in order to build their own support internally, saying, look at those bad Americans, what they're trying to do to us. Look, there's an argument that, that says that. I don't think it's, a, it's an argument that is ultimately persuasive, because in this case, first of all, we don't see the people of Iran uh, uh, rallying against the United States uh, because of sanctions. I think Iran right now is feeling a, a tremendous sense of isolation from the financial sector, from the banking sector in particular. You know, if I look back and think about when we first started looking at Iran's financial misconduct and, as I said before, pointing out their illicit conduct to governments in the private sector around the world. When we first started doing that, Iran had access to uh, financial services from all the major financial institutions across Europe and Asia. I look now and they essentially don't have access to financial services from reputable, reputable banks anywhere. That has a tremendous impact on their commercial sector and ultimately the kind of ripple effect we've, we've talked about. And it's precisely because the way Iran is reacting to the sanctions that I don't think it'll have that uh, uh, um, solidifying of power effect that you've talked about. Okay, the Supreme Leader singled you out as evidence, and you see that as, for you, as reflective of the fact that they're feeling the pressure. I think that's true. I think that, uh, you know, they, they have been focusing a little bit on this. I, I, I don't want I don't to uh, I, I overemphasize that, but they're certainly feeling the pressure. I think the thing that's more interesting is when someone like Rafsanjani says, uh, look, you, you really need to take these sanctions seriously. You're taking them as, you're, you're refer, acting as if they're a joke. They're not a joke. Right. They're serious. That's exactly what he said. They're not a joke. And he said, and this is, I think, even more significant, and he said, um, and every time we try to find a loophole around it, they, they figure it out and block us. That means that the kind of dynamic that I'm talking about, where the private sector is working with us, uh, where governments are working with us, is, starting, is working. That uh, th when they identify ways around it, we can expose their evasive tactics and close it off. At, at the heart of your strategy is that there is, in Iran specifically, enough people of rational thought who will say, this is not what we want Iran to be a pariah nation, an isolated nation? I think that, uh, that we, we do uh, believe that that's the case. This is, you know, if you think about it, it's not the same thing as uh, a Saddam Hussein run Iraq, uh, where you have 
you know, a single decision maker that has, you know, total power. There's a supreme leader in Iran, of course, but who has the most power? The most, but but I, I think you know that uh, there there are centers of power right, in exactly. Iran, and there there are ways of generating this kind of discussion. And I think the kind of especially the kind of public. Uh, criticism that we see from Rafsanjani uh, does suggest that that debate is ongoing. We have other indications yeah. that that debate is ongoing. And Iran continues to act in a way that will increase the pressure. So, for example, uh, as I, I mentioned, they, they continue to try to evade and then they engage in deceptive conduct to try to evade. Right. The, we expose the deceptive conduct and it increases the disinclination of the private sector to want to do business with them. And therefore, it increases you this dynamic. present the evidence to the private sector that this is what they're doing. They say, I get it, and therefore, I'm willing to participate in the sanctions you want. Exactly. So like when they, with the shipping companies, when they try to set up, uh, they, they set up front companies to own their ships, and they rename their ships so they don't appear to be.